It's James Bond in a deadly game of four land and sea battles based on the thrilling Bond movie classics. Survive, and you become the master spy, 007. And Gyrus, hot from the arcade. Nothing moves like Gyrus. It's galactic warfare as you're attacked by enemy ships, meteors, and satellites in a relentless search for Earth. Gyrus and James Bond 007 for these video and home computer systems. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Atari Cade 5200, where today we're going to be talking about Gyrus. As always, I have my co-host with me, Mr. Matt Daly, journalist extraordinaire. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And Mr. Michael D'Angelo. Hey, hi, guys. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good, man. Have you, have you been playing yeah. a lot of Gyrus? Good, good. Sure have. I'm all gyrist out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my hand is killing me. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll oh. get to that. Anyway, yes. let's start off with the arcade game itself. Now, this came out in the early 80s, around 1983 or so. And it was designed by Yoshiki Akamoto, which this was his last game for uh, this company. Before he moved over to Capcom. And he also did Time Pie as well, which is a really awesome game. That's another. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another awesome game. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Anyway, back to Gyrus. Uh, one of the things I really liked about the arcade game was its use of sound. It has a really cool uh, two-channel amplified stereo sound system in the cabinet. You've actually got to hear this in the arcade to really appreciate how well the sound is on this game. Uh, the music is just phenomenal uh, when you're when you're playing this game. It's one of the things I really like about the arcade game. Uh, one of the things I like about Gyrus in general is it's basically a love child of Galaga and Tempest. Two of my favorite arcade games in one. You like the Reese Cup? That's your peanut butter and my chocolate, chocolate and my peanut butter. Well, you got your Galaga and my Tempest, and your Tempest and my Galaga. So you got Gyrus. Great game. One of those great tube shooting games that I really enjoy. Uh, what do you guys think about the arcade version of Gyrus? Well, uh, I can tell you, uh, I, I actually first played it when I went to, uh, it was on a Disney World vacation with my, my family. I remember the hotel that we stayed at had a little game room. Like, I think every hotel in the early 80s had one, you know, yes. <laughs> this is when arcade games are much more popular than they are now. But. Uh, they, they had it. They had one. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. And you're right about the sound. It was the it was the music in it that that got me wanting to play it so much because it just thundered out of the speakers. Like it's it's just a it's a it's a classical piece of music, right? Isn't it like a Takata and yes, Fugue and D minor it's or something like J. that. I, Bach, I, mean, I don't know much yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, J.S. Bach, Takata and Fugue and D minor. But it's all like electronic sounding, like kind of a techno sounding almost. Yeah. It's just fabulous. And it, it just, it really pumps you up playing the game. And I just, I loved it. Like I, then the Tempest and, and Galaga crossover is exactly the right description for it. And uh, I, I was hooked on it right away, but that's, it's funny because if we were at Disney world and 
that you know it's a great place to take a vacation. But one of the most <laughs> memorable things about it for me was was playing um, drivers for the first time. Well, that's cool. That's your first time playing. That's awesome. Yeah. I played it back in '83 at my local arcade, and the last time I played it was at Crabtown, uh, USA, up towards Baltimore, up in that area. Uh, where I actually set the high score on that machine. I was there with Ferb from the 2600 Game by Game podcast. And nice. playing the arcade version on, on MAME, I could see why I probably got the high score. The operator probably had the thing set on the easy. <laughs> There's dip switches you can set to make the game really hard, which, forget it, or you can make it really easy. Yeah. So like, that's probably why I got the high score up there. <laughs> I could I could tell you I was at a game vault in Morristown, New Jersey on Friday night, Ooh. and they had a they had a gyrus <gasps> machine. I could tell you it was not on the easy set. No. <laughs> oh man, I have a time with it. Uh, I, I got the the machine was in great condition, but I got to tell you they did not have the music on the on the game loud enough. Oh. I was very disappointed. I mean, I, obviously, I wanted to play it for this 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 podcast, but also I, I wanted to hear that true arcade sound, and unfortunately, it just wasn't loud enough. Well, they probably have it turned down. That's that's too bad because man, this thing really rocks when when, you, when this thing yeah. is moving, man. It, it, I don't remember too many games around that time having music in them. You know, maybe something quick at the title screen or something like that, but not like, not, like not throughout the game. No. Yeah, and, you know. I, I like the concept of the arcade game where you're warping to the different planets in the solar system trying to get to planet Earth. That, that's a that's a cool transition between the different levels. Uh, the challenge stages, which are kind of like you know Galaga, where you're trying to shoot the critters coming on the screen and stuff. That adds a lot to the game too. Uh, this is one of those games I could I could play for quite a while. Not lately because I'm all Galligan, I'm all gyrist <laughs> out right now. But anytime I see this in an arcade or run across it, I usually will play the crazy thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me too. Of course, as you get to the upper levels, you start having like these these uh, meteorites being thrown at you, which I don't care for, and uh, the little laser barrage thing that comes out. Oh, that little laser field laser thing that goes between like that. two enemies. Yeah, yeah, it's a good gate. Yeah, yeah this, those are a pain. The game's hard enough for me without that stuff in there. <laughs> I have a hard time when you get to the upper levels. They start dive bombing you when they come on the screen. It's that's what gets me every time. Yes, me too. Mm. But then Parker Brothers poured this little bad boy over to our beloved fifty-two hundred, and I gotta say, it's it's actually a fairly decent port. Uh, graphically, it could have been a, just a little bit better, I think, but the gameplay is there, and it is freaking hard. You probably saw the little video I did. Mm-hmm. I played I yes. played the game for like three hours. That was the best score I could get. <laughs> that thing was pathetic. How does your thumb feel after that? <laughs> I have a thumb. I don't feel my thumb anymore. It's got a big red blister on it. <laughs> I had to keep switching hands. Yeah, it's, it, it is yeah. brutal. I, I, I wish there was an auto fire option, but it was brutal on my on my thumb trying to play this game. And I had a little bit of trouble with the the analog controller too. Can't miss, what, what I would try to do is I would try to spin it around to the outside, like you would like for mm-hmm. Tempest or something. Instead of doing right and left like I normally would do, like you do in the arcade, that seemed to work okay mm-hmm. for me. 
What what do you guys think about the fifty two hundred port at Gyrus? Well, so, I oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Michael. Uh, I, I thought the graphics were pretty good, pretty accurate. A little muddy, you know. I feel like that you really couldn't tell the difference between the different enemy types. In the arcade, they stand out from each other a little bit more, but I guess with the, the lower screen resolution, you can't quite yeah. get that difference. But I was impressed that they put the music in. I think they did a pretty good job on that. Uh, but it's the controller that, that kills it for me in this one. I, and I usually, the 5200 controller doesn't bother me as much as it bothers, seems to bother most people. But man, on this one, just, you have to use a digital controller. It's, it's just impossible otherwise, I think, cause the, it's the fire buttons. Like you, that they're so soft and like you just, rapidly pitting them over and over and over again, which you have to do in this game. <laughs> yep. You can't ever stop firing in this no. game. It's just going to wear you out. It, it definitely did me. I, I got to the point where I said, okay, enough of this. Uh, I'm going to plug in my Master Play clone, and I got my Epix 500XJ joystick that has the auto-fire switch on it. And nice. I played it with that. And let me tell you, I got a whole lot farther in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what I did. I used the Master Play clone. I have an I have the Epix 500, but I don't have the Auto Fire. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Which that would have been very helpful. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I <clears throat> honestly I, I don't know if it's age, but my hand got fatigued very quickly it's in this. Age. Very quickly. Uh, and I, I, I as I said, I kept switching hands. Well, you have. Yeah, to. I don't know how we did that when we were kids. When I was a kid, that I don't was never an issue, either. right? Yeah, it seems like when you're younger playing these games, you really don't think about that until you get older. I think this because we're just worn out, man. That's what it is. It's all worn out. But, but I thought yeah, the uh, I thought the fifty two hundred. I thought the gameplay was there. I think it was in terms of gameplay it was great. I, I just I was very a bit disappointed in the graphics. Uh, you know they were very blocky. My my biggest problem is the star field became very distracting. Yes. And I sometimes I couldn't tell if it was a star or a missile <laughs> coming at me. That that got me a lot of times. That's a good point. Yeah. Everything kind of blended together. Everything's one color for the most yeah. part. I think the enemies are one yes, color. Yes, they are. Yeah. But again, it's a very fun game, and, and the, the gameplay. I mean, as I said, I played it Friday at the arcade, and I wasn't. Other than the graphics, I wasn't disappointed with the fifty-two hundred version at all. No, it plays really nice. You know, they got they got the meteorite in there. They've got the little laser thing goes between the two ships coming at you they've got the elements of the game in there and you can actually warp all the way to earth just like in the arcade and they got the little planets in there which are kind of they're not as they're not as good looking as they are in the arcade but you get the idea of course we have to say this the funniest planet to fly to is uranus (laughs) we got to say that and of course when you see the planet of uranus on the screen it's got the vertical line right through the middle so it already looks like, you know, <laughs> had to get that out of the way. We knew someone was going to say, one of us is going to say that. We'll blame Rick yeah. since he's not here. <laughs> what happens, Rick, we don't show up. You get blamed for stuff. Now, Matt, did you make it to Earth? I never did. I oh, almost did. did. I, can get, I can get to Mars. I, mean, okay. I, think, I think that's the last planet before Earth yep. if, if they followed yep. the actual solar system map. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um it's- and but man, it gets crazy. Like there's 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 hardly any free free space on the screen. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. all either missiles or enemies or rocks or it's something. And I just I cannot do it. I, I was I was definitely 
throwing some some choice words at my TV screen at that yeah, point. Yeah. Tell, tell Matt what your tell Michael what your score was. <laughs> I got uh, two hundred twenty-eight thousand two hundred fifty. Oh, I hate you so much. Nice, <laughs> nice. I used a uh, I did use a Master Play adapter and a Sega mm-hmm. Genesis pad to get okay. that. My score, the actual <laughs> CX fifty-two, was much lower. What? Yeah, I got I got one sixty-eight nine hundred. Uh, stage eighteen. I had I was one warp from Mars, and that was yeah, that was my best game. But I used I, again, I used a Master Play with uh, an Epix controller. Man, well, I used my Epic 500 XJ with AutoFire, and I got, like, to 150. 150-some thousand. I suck at video games. <laughs> what, 150,000 150-some odd thousand. That's not bad. Well, that, that was cheating, though. Yeah. I was using the Master Play, the <laughs> AutoFire. Using the, the actual 5200 controller, I got, like, 20,000 points. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. awful. That was after three hours of playing the game, man. <laughs> It's just awful. My thumbs with it. And what yeah. I do, it's, it's the joystick, too, because it really only sees it as being an eight-direction controller. Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't use the analog part of it at no. all. So it just sort of jumps around on me. Like, I can't, I can't It's that little it. transition at the 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to go through yes. the, you hang up every once in a while, and that's what usually kills me, because I, I stutter right there, trying to transition to the top and around to the bottom. This yeah. game would have yeah, been incredible with a spinner on it. I'm kind of surprised it didn't go that route in the arcade. Like, did you all notice in the arcade cabinet? It's I think it recognizes it as being an eight-way joystick on that as well. Except the on the control panel they have it so the joystick will move cleanly all the way around in a circle. Yes. Like, there's no there's right. no sharp edges to no. it, and that really helps. Like, but I am surprised it didn't put like a tempest like spinner on it or something. I think that would have been really. Yeah, I think it would, I think it would have been really cool if they put a spinner on this game. I, I maybe because yeah. they didn't want the ship to be flying around really fast around. Because you know, because you know, like on yeah. Tempest, if you whip mm-hmm. that that spinner, you go, that ship will just flip right. around that screen. It may not want to do that, so they figure if they did a joystick, it would just limit the overall speed of the ship going around the tube to add another element of challenge to the game. That that's what I theorize. Uh, that could be. I true. have been drinking, so you know. My theories go <laughs> out the window. So, is this the port you guys played growing up? Or? Well, I didn't. I didn't no. have a fifty-two hundred growing up. I had the Atari eight hundred, and I did have gyros okay. for it, and I played it quite a bit back then. That's mm-hmm. uh, basically pretty much the same game. I think it looks. I think graphically, it may look a little bit better on the fifty-two hundred, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good game. Yeah. I actually played it mostly on the uh, Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that, that was a pretty good port. Oh, yeah, of course, you know. I need to try that one. Yeah, the 64 version is a really good port in Gyrus. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Of course, you know, the NES version has a whole bunch of extra levels, and you can fly clear to the sun on that crazy thing. Yeah, I pl- that's the one I played mostly when I was growing up was uh, was the NES one. It's, it is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like the extra. I like the extra stuff, but that didn't come out until like '89, yeah. so it's not really. A no, no, comparison. it's not. And we're not talking hmm. about the NES. We're talking about the 5200. <laughs> so quit that, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I always bring Nintendo into the mix, and they are not welcome <laughs> they are here. Not welcome here. <laughs> oh, so uh, you guys have this cartridge in your collection? 
Uh, I do, yes. Ooh, you got the box? Yeah. I do not. I, I had to play on the, uh, the the flash cartridge. The Whatever the... Uh, well, we know who the real multi-card nut is here, then. Anyway, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually a fairly rare cartridge for the 200. Uh, Atari H rated it as scarce, a number four. So you don't see it very often out there, especially with the box. Uh, the Parker Brother boxes are basically just plain-looking boxes to me. They're not really anything special about them. Uh, no, I agree. Kind of the box art on this one isn't fantastic no. either. I don't think, anyways. No. So, what game would you guys like to talk about next time? Hmm. That's a good uh, question. How about Kicks? Oh. Kicks? Wait a minute. I could... There's Kicks on the 5200? Yeah. Oh, Quicks! Oh, yeah. Quicks! 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 It's quicks. pronounced Kicks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you. I've been drinking. Okay, yeah. Oh, man, that's a good game. I love... I love Quicks. That's a, it's a really good port, yeah. too. Yes, oh. it is. Okay, so on the next one, we'll talk about... Kicks! Awesome.